Welcome to C3 Church Tagra. You're about to hear a message from Luke Boyd. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. What is it with kids and being cool to get wet in winter? The thought, of, like I've got goosebumps now. Um, I remember when I was young, I could surf in winter without a wetsuit. What's with that? I don't know. Kids have this this power to 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 persist in cold and be wet. Yuck. Um, But speaking of surfing, I went for a surf a little while ago, uh, just a few days ago actually, and it's becoming very noticeable to me now that um, I just don't quite have uh, the abilities that I used to. I've um, let my fitness slide, and um, there was a little overhead, the the surf, and I thought, yeah, I was with my friend, let's go out, went out and... um, paddling out there's a there's a rip and there's a lot of water moving and I remember duck diving the last set wave I thought and I thought I was scot-free I was out the back I was like yeah I've made it I was pretty tired at that stage (laughs) paddling 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 and then this the the set of the day was right there and um, broke on my head and I just went straight down. I'm not even out the back yet. I just went straight down. And you know that feeling, surfers? There's heaps here I can see and tell. But I'll I'll, I'll let you know. Like you get dunked and then you think you're coming up and you think you're going to get a breath and then the undertow just pulls you down again. And um, I'm going, when I was coming up, I'm thinking, yes, I really need some air. (laughs) Like I'm feeling it. And then I just felt myself go back down. I'm like, no. Not now. I need air. And so I went back down. I finally got back up. And I'm just thinking, it's time, Luke. You've got to get fit. I say it all the time, Candice. You hear me. Gee, I could do with losing a few uh, uh, kilos. Candice is like, she's really loving um, and gracious. Yeah, you should. Um, straight. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, she thinks I'm beautiful on the inside. And um, I'm cool with that. Uh, But there's something about getting fit. Hey, there really is. See, I was given this body and I think it was created to do like good things with. And um, I do. People are laughing at me. I find that insulting, but uh, it's all right. Um, But I think I can. I think I have the potential to do good things with this body. But um, if I don't train it, uh, I find myself in precarious situations, out in the surf, getting pulled down a second time. And, you know, back when I was fit, Andrew and I could get pulled down three times. It wouldn't even matter. Uh, Andrew probably still can. What a guy. And But me... I'm just there going, I need... I, I, uh, anyway, so I figured out it's time to get fit. 
so I can achieve my optimum performance in the surf, which isn't that great. Still, at least I have fun doing it. Um, Anyway, this month we're talking about the promised land, are we not? We are. This whole month we're going to dedicate to um, going through and exploring what it is to live in the promised land. Um, And so for some of us, we're thinking, the promised land, what are you talking about? Basically, all it is is us as Christians living our best life with Christ. Um, But there are some really cool uh, analogies that the Bible paints for us with the Old Testament and what it was for the uh, Israelites, the, the Hebrew nation, to come out of where they were and enter the promised land. And there's some a lot of things that they went through as a nation that is really relevant uh, for us in our personal lives and in our personal journey. Um, so what did the, um, uh, the promised land look like to the Hebrews? What, was, what, what did the promised land uh, symbolize to them? Uh, for them, it symbolized the favor of God. It, it symbolized freedom prosperity, all kinds of blessings, and right relationship with God. So it symbolized so much awesomeness, the promised land. It was like they were in slavery. At time, going right back, it was promised to Abraham to, to enter this promised land. It was this amazing place. It sounded incredible. And, and as the generations went through, uh, they found themselves in a really bad place in Egypt and but that, that promise was still there. They're going, yeah, yeah, the promised land, the promised land. Um, eventually, they, they get out of Egypt and they're on their journey to the promised land. And that took a while. Um, but they finally got there. There was always this, this, this dream of, oh, when, when we get there, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be incredible. It really did symbolize a place of, of the favor of the Lord, much blessing, uh, freedom, prosperity, and right relationship with God. Um, right relationship with God. Why, why would it symbolize right relationship with God? Because it was a place that signified the fulfillment of, of the promise that God actually made to them. He was coming through with the goods in, on his behalf. And it was also a symbol of right relationship because it symbolized the obedience of the nation in actually laying hold of the promise. There's this um, synergy of, of heaven eating earth, grace and faith colliding. The promise was made and, and they laid hold of it. And what happened when they did that? They found themselves in their promised land. So I said earlier, uh, the equivalent to living in the promised land uh, for, the, for the Hebrew nation, for us today, the equivalent is living your best life with Christ. It's, it's, really, it's really quite simple. Um, John 10.10, 10, Jesus makes the claim. He says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. When we place our faith 
in and accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Saviour of our lives, we open ourselves up to the greatest blessing anyone can receive. See, the promised land for the Hebrew nation was a a material and a, a, a physical destination for us when we um, accept and put our faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we receive this incredible blessing, the, the best blessing. It's better than going to a land that's flowing with milk and honey, which, to be honest, milk and honey. Like, I could have thought a land flowing with bacon and cheese would sound better, but milk and honey's all right. Milk and honey's okay. I prefer a land flowing with bacon and cheese although they probably wouldn't have been allowed to eat bacon back then. See how much better Jesus is. Because of Jesus, we can eat bacon and be guilt-free. There are some denominations out there, and forgive me if you're visiting from one of those denominations, but in this church, we believe that Jesus enables us to eat bacon guilt-free, which I like. I think that's a life to the full kind of life right there. Um, What am I doing? There is a rumor that, you know how you put bacon on stuff, it makes it better? There's a rumor that if you put bacon on bacon, you can actually go back in time. Hey? Yeah? No one really cares for bacon. Let's move on to much more important things. So we receive the greatest blessing, which is salvation. We we get saved through placing our faith in Jesus Christ. That right there, and what that what the implications of being saved means, um, entering into a, a dynamic relationship with God. You can't beat that. That is the best blessing we could ever have or receive in life. To know that we, when we die, we stand before God and, and he sees the blood of Jesus Christ over us and all he has is, is acceptance and love and blessing. We live forever under the grace and the, and the blessing of God. Look, salvation is the greatest blessing, and everything we need is found in that. So it's the best. Um, When we place our faith in and accept Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we open ourselves up to the greatest blessing anyone can receive, salvation. Being connected to and in relationship with God, we become truly alive and in turn open ourselves up to living our best life. So living our best life, it starts and ends with Jesus Christ. So this, this whole month, we're just dedicating to and so thankful for everything that Jesus Christ did for us. It's a time of celebrating what he did for us, and it's a time to, to start to think about our best life and, and what that actually looks like and, and how to actually live in it. So Jesus, he paid the price, he made the way, he's sharing those blessings down, he's reaching his hand out, much like God was saying, I, I'm giving you uh, 
Hebrew nation, I'm giving you the promised land. And there was this time when the Hebrew nation also had to go, okay, God, well, I'm going to lay hold of it. I'm going to receive it and I'm going to go get it. And they reached up and grabbed it. And so it's the same for us today. Jesus has given his all. He has paid our, our blessing and our best life has been paid for in full. And he's here like this, going like this. It's the moment you receive Jesus Christ, it's done. Signed, sealed, delivered. You are born again and you're destined for heaven. Eternity is, is in your lungs. Your spiritual lungs at least, because lungs rot after a while. But your spiritual lungs. Once that happens, once you receive Christ, it's done. Bang. But there's this, this whole other, the best life thing awaiting you. And sometimes as Christians, and I see it particularly in my generation and the generations below, I find the older generations have a good, healthy grasp of this. But um, sometimes we think that, yeah, we hear about the goodness of God and the grace of God and it's all there and it's all true and it's all good. So sometimes in this instant generation, we, we find ourselves thinking, well, our best life, we hear that all the time. We're at C3. We love C3. And best life is, is like our, is our slogan. And um, we think that, well, our, the, our best life is just going to fall in our lap. And we're just, we don't have to do anything for it because, you know, God, he does everything for us. And in a way, he does. But in a way, he actually wants us to activate something inside of us called faith. And the faith aspect is the thing that accesses all this best life, this, this promised land living. So our best life starts and ends with Jesus, hands down, absolutely hands down. But ruling and reigning in our promised land, in, in our best life, um, I believe takes a consistent and conscious effort on our behalf Always putting our faith in him, always allowing his spirit to fill us, to lead us and guide us through life. So there's this um, conscious effort, this consistent effort of putting Jesus first in our life and actually trying to live in the way that he calls us to live. And it's, look, this topic is so vast and, and it's so this is so amazing. We could, we could talk for hours, but I really just want to get out these two points, okay? So it takes a consistent and conscious effort. Let's have a look at 2 Corinthians uh, 5.17. It says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. It's interesting. So let's just go to Ephesians 4.22 and, and follow that up. Ephesians 4.22 says, You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God, in true righteousness and holiness. Um, it's, a, it's an interesting thought, isn't it? Notice when I talked about John 10.10, it said that he came so that we may have life and have it to the full. It wasn't he came so that everyone just gets a free ride. It's just so flippin' easy. Look, 
I have come so that everyone can just kick back and have the best life ever and not do anything about it. He said, I came to give life so that you may have life and life to full. It was never a, never a um, free pass to having the best life. He gave us the free pass to eternity and, and being in right relationship with God, but the free pass to your best life was not given there. It was, it, it, it's extended to you. Now he's asking for faith and, and to lay hold of it. Right. And so, for example, you're a Christian and you want to live your best life, but you hate people. <laughs> you have unforgiveness. <clears throat> you have whatever. These things are going to actually stop you from living your best life because that's the old self. <clears throat> when we re- enter into a relationship with Christ, this is the beautiful thing. He enables us to, to turn our back on the ways of the world and, and the ways of um, the sinful nature and actually lay hold of what his life represented, forgiveness and love. So instead of hating on people and, and not being forgiving, um, you find that you have the ability through the Holy Spirit to forgive and to love when you're doing this, you're finding your best life is, you're actually walking in that promised land, your best life. Um, For us as Christians, we must also turn from the ways of the world and walk in the ways of the Lord. Yes, Luke. Um, And so, for for the Israelites, to enter the promised land, it required some fighting, the victory was promised to them, but they had to go and get it. You know what I mean? Like, it was theirs. It was, it was done. It was signed, sealed, delivered. The Israelites were coming out, and they were going into their promised land where it was just nothing but good times. But for them to get there, they actually had to fight. They knew that it was promised to them, but they actually had to fight. And sometimes we find in our lives, we, we have battles in our life, spiritual battles, um, you know, we struggle with hate, maybe. We struggle with unforgiveness. We, we um, you know, we might not have the, the, this peace that we hear about, uh, this peace that surpasses all knowledge and understanding that, that Christ gives. And we struggle with these things. We're at war um, in our lives with these things. And there's this, this tension there. And that's our best life. That peace that I'm talking about, that, that forgiveness and that love, that's all there. But sometimes we actually have to fight to, to get there and to, to win that victory in our life. Um, the deal is, though, much like the Canaanites, I mean, sorry, not the Canaanites, the Israelites, and even better than that, as a Christian today, um, our battle is already won. It's actually, it's actually been done. Outside of time, Jesus has done it. Bang. The victory is won. It's, it's now for us to, to move by faith and, and, and claim these things and access these things by faith. It still is a fight at times, I, I, I agree. But we do have to apply faith. And so what happens is um, you, you're not having peace and it's, and it's really tough. And, and we, get, we let the worries of the world um, consume us and, and all that peace seems so hard to achieve. Um, what we what we got to do now, if you're in that position, you got to fight. 
it's, it's not just yours to have for free. It is. But there's this, there's this line now where you've got to go, okay, I know that this piece is here, Lord. You promised it to me. What do I have to do to get it? And it, it's, it's the, the key is here. This is the key. It's faith. Sometimes we try and live our Christianity in our mind and in our knowledge. Faith is a spiritual exercise that accesses things that we can't do with our, just the, our minds. And so I found in my personal life when I'm feeling so stressed out and so um, absent of peace, what I do, I, I spend time with the Lord. What do I do? I read the Bible. What a great thing to do, by the way. And I pray and I decide to take my trust out of the ways of the world, out of the old self, and I, and I look to the new self that, that Jesus paid the price for and I start to put my faith in him above my circumstances. And, it, and it's a battle because naturally I want to put my faith in the bank or my job or something. But you've got to take it out and put it in, in Jesus. And you find you have access to this peace that surpasses all understanding. So for me, to surf my best, um, I've got to get fit. I've got to train. I have the body. It's able it's ready. I've been blessed with this body. Why wow, have I been blessed with this body? And he's given me the skill set and the gifts to be able to surf. But if I don't get this bad boy fit, I struggle at doing it. And so for us as Christians to expect that God will give us our best life and we do absolutely nothing, just like I've been doing for a while with my personal fitness, absolutely nothing. Um, for us to lay, for me to become a good surfer, for us to, to, to live our best life is ludicrous to think that we can get that without a, without a bit of work on our behalf. <laughs> um, so yes, our ultimate victory has been won in Christ, but to live our best life requires a consistent and conscious effort, putting our faith in Jesus Christ. So if I could have Lisa, that would be great. I would like to, to have some prayer. And I would love for us to um, stand right now. That would be great. Because what we need to realize, there's the two points of this message is that your best life is in Jesus Christ, but the, the, the second thing is, is that we have to lay hold of it by faith, okay? If you remember nothing else from today, please remember this. Your best life is in Jesus Christ, but for us to have it, we must lay hold of it by faith. And I'm looking forward to this month. I can't wait. There's so many um, amazing topics we can pull out of, of your best life and, and living in the promised land. And I look forward to it. I look forward to tonight. I look forward to the rest of the month. So church, can I encourage you to come along and, and commit to this month? I think it'll be a very fruitful time for us all to um, stop and think and ponder on these things. I just want to pray. Let's, let's, let's pray, church. Father God, I thank you so much for the price that you paid. Jesus Christ, I thank you that you laid down your life um, whilst I was still a sinner. You laid down your life for me so that I could have my best life. Your mercy, your grace, your love, 
is dumbfounding. I, I, I'm, a, I'm overwhelmed, Lord God, at your goodness. You want me to have a best life. Why? I don't deserve it. I, I've done nothing to deserve it. But Lord, it's, it's purely by your grace. It's purely by your love that you lay down your life for me, for everyone here, for everyone in this world, Lord. You laid down your life so that we could enter into a relationship with you, a relationship with the living God, so that we could live our best life, the life that you have created us to live, the life that is filled with your purpose, Father God, filled with your meaning, Lord. It's incredible. Thank you so much, Jesus Christ. Thank you so much, King Jesus for laying down your life. And Lord, I pray that uh, we wouldn't just sit back and, and, and let, let uh, the opportunity slip to, to access all the amazing things that you've made available to us. Lord, I pray that you would uh, remind us and encourage us daily that all the promises are before us, Lord. And, and would you remind us that we only need stretch to heaven and lay hold of them by faith. Lord, teach us what this means in our personal journey. Father God, I pray, you know, every single one of us, Lord, has struggles in different areas. And Lord, I know for sure that you're there with the with the ability to make us overcomers and victors in, in all these struggles that we, we may face. Lord, would you teach us? Would you show us how to, how to put our faith in you and how to lay hold of these promises, Lord? Would you hold Hold us by the hand as we stretch forward. The, the Word of God says that you draw near to those who draw near to you, Father God. And I thank you that, that this month is going to be a time where people are going to draw near to you in their struggles, Lord. And you're going to pull them through. As they draw near to you, you're going to be there with outstretched hand. You already are, Lord. And you're going to pull us through into our best life, Lord God. Thank you so much. You're amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing, God. Thank you for a best life. Thank you for a love that's greater than, than anything else we could ever know. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so you might be here this morning and you might be going, wow, that sounds amazing. That sounds awesome. It's all there, ready to go. Uh, I, I did remember you say something about Jesus Christ and how he's the, the beginning and the end of your best life, that he is the author and perfecter of our faith, that he is God and that he has the ability to bring salvation into our life. If you're here this morning and you've never actually uh, entered into a relationship with Jesus and you actually wouldn't mind um, checking him out, getting to know him more, then I want to make an opportunity for you right now. All I want to do is just say a, say a prayer with you and, and get you hooked up to the King of Kings, to the, to the Creator, to the one that has all your meaning and purpose in life in the palm of his hand, ready to just bless you with. Um, you also may be here and, and you might have walked with the Lord at one stage, but uh, due to different circumstances and, and what have you, you found yourself away from the Lord. I would love this morning to, to get you reconnected, hooked up, back on the path. You know He's the way, the truth, and the life. You know that He loves you. 
it might be time just to get reconnected. So if you're, if you're in that boat, if you're someone that has never met Jesus and wants to know him personally, and if you're someone that has known Jesus but walked away and you want to reconnect, I just would ask if you could just lift your hand right now. I would love to pray with you. I would love to lead you uh, in prayer. Anyone here? Is there anyone here? If, if it is you and you do want to connect with Christ, please lift your hand high just so I can see it because I, I really would love to pray with you this morning. Thank you, Lord. Your goodness, your awesomeness is amazing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Okay. That's great. And if you are here and, and you may be in one of those uh, two categories and you don't want to do this now, please, please come see me at the end of the service. I would love to just have a chat, get to know you, get to know your story. We could have a chat and we could also pray in private if that suits you too. Um, so church, what are we going to do? We're going to have some worship, are we? Let's close it out. Let's be so thankful for the best life that's been given to us. Let's be so thankful for everything that Jesus Christ has done for us. Thank you, Lord. You're awesome, Lord. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.